don't want to get in the Word. Are y'all ready to get in the Word? Do y'all want to go home or get in the Word? I got, you got 10 seconds to get enthusiastic about it. Okay, go to John 16, John chapter 16. God is good. I'm going to make a statement here and I'm going to, I'm just going to say something to you by the Holy Ghost here in a minute. Spirit of God woke me up the other day and started talking to me about this church and about you. What is a test? What's a test for? When you're in school, when you're in school and the teacher's standing up, and, and how many school teachers we have in here? You actually taught school. I know Melanie did. You know, y'all remember school, the teacher teaches all week. And on Friday, she says, clear your desk and get out a piece of paper. Why is she testing you? So you will know what you know. The test is not a negative. The test is a positive. And we've all been taught, I hate tests. You hate tests because you don't study. Okay. Now listen to what I'm going to say because I'm, I'm, I stepped into prophet mode for a minute. And I want you all to hear me. There are no perfect churches. When you come to a church and you find imperfections, you're being tested. God wants to know what you're doing. What are you going to do when you find out that people are imperfect? It's a test. Pass the test. Don't leave the church because you found something imperfect. Stupid. You're flunking the test. There are no perfect churches. There are no perfect pastors. And you are not perfect. So when God puts you someplace, he puts you there so you can see what you're made out of. And when you deal with hard to get along with from the pastor down. God has own purpose kept flaws in us. Why? Because he wants you and I to grow up. Wow. It's not my sermon. When you run into a situation... You've got a choice of whether to do the word of God or not. You say, wait a minute, this, well, I don't like this. Well, you're being tested. Are you going to walk in love? Are you going to be a a jerk? Are you going to be a baby? Cry, suck your thumb? What are you going to do in the circumstance? Are you going to pray? Are you going to be compassionate? Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to run like a baby? You run every, there's people in this church, every church they go to, they leave it. That's called pride, Satan. It's called pride. You're flunking the test. Because the next church is just as bad as the other one. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. He's wanting you to grow up. He can't promote you without you need to take the test, make a hundred, and go to the next grade. Now, God's not tempting you. I didn't say he's 
tempting you. The Bible says in James, he doesn't tempt, test, or try any man. I'm not talking about tempting you to sin. I'm talking about leaving you in a circumstance so you'll see what you're made out of. I used to quit every Sunday, and it's my church. (laughs) Do y'all see what I'm saying? The Holy Ghost started talking to me about this church. You know, it's amazing. We're living in a time of prophets and confrontation. God is going to begin to confront you and the world. If you can't handle a little confrontation, what is up with your Christianity? Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Jesus confronted people. He'll confront you. And you won't like it. Thank you. How many people that do drugs say, I got to get out of New York? It's not New York, Bubba. If you move to Florida, you're going to find all the drug dealers in Florida. It's you. If you don't like this church, it's you. I am a knucklehead. I will tell you right off the bat, I have flaws. Suck it up. So do you. What makes a church special is that when you finally learn to walk and say, I love Steve. I love that man. He's got some faults. He's got some hiccups. Just love that. Love Josh. Don't you love Josh? I love Karen more than Josh, but I love Josh. I love Karen and Josh, but I love, I'm a, aren't they special? This guy's got faults. He's got faults. He's, Karen told me one day, she said, there, there's a lot of them. No, not really. You can look for it or you can believe the best of him and watch God grow him. Do y'all see that? A mature Christian is going to believe the best. So whenever you pick it up and run, you just told everybody that you're just a big baby. That's right. Amen. Well, I'm mature. No, you're not. Honey, I'm the pastor and I'm not all that mature. Amen. Are y'all getting this? That has nothing to do with my sermon. I'm just preaching for the Holy Ghost right now. But the Lord began to deal with me about churches and about this church. We're living in a very tough time. We're going to have to start confronting darkness. What's this thing happening in New York City where you can kill a baby up? Folks, that is, I read Shirley Brett. Folks, that's evil. I'm sorry. It's just wicked. And the, we're going to have to start opening our mouths and say some things to some people in the world because they don't know. I mean, Lisa and I told you this. We're ministering to, on this trip, we're off in the corner ministering to pastors who are wanting to quit. Their lives are falling off. We're not talking about church members. We're talking pastors. Everywhere you go, people's lives are falling apart. Are you God's answer to them when you arrive? Listen to, listen to this one statement and don't ever forget it. 
God used a donkey, and he still uses donkeys. <laughs> little Bedouin boy, when the bus pulled up, a little Bedouin boy came, got on his donkey and flew up the mountain to sell us some bracelets at a dollar apiece, and we bought some of them. I wish I'd had enough, I wish I'd taken a picture of him and his little donkey. Cute little kid. Um, and it's just, it was just, it was just a fun, fun time. Just ministering to people everywhere we went. In Jerusalem. I even ministered to the tour guide. They've already gotten accustomed to people trying to convert them. Okay, never mind. All right, are y'all ready for the word? Go to John 16. I've got exactly 15 minutes to preach an hour sermon. Let's skip that. Forget John 16. Let's go to, go to Romans chapter 8. I'm going to go through real quick, but we'll pick up next week. We're, we've got plenty of time. We'll pick it up next week if we need to. Say, my best days are ahead. I'm going to read a scripture to you, and I'm going to minister something to you right now. And I'm going to tell you this. It is literally going to change your life. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. That Spirit there is not the Holy Spirit, it's your Spirit. The mind of your Spirit, because he makes intercession for you, the saints, according to the will of God. And then you know all things are going to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That would be you. Now let me, let me take this scriptures apart for you for just a minute. It says, it says, infirmities is the word weakness, a person who is sickly, ailing in mind, body, or emotions, or spiritually weak. Let's, let, let's, let's get real for a moment. Every one of us in this room have had days when we've been depressed, where we've gotten in a mess and we couldn't get out. We've had things we've dealt with and we don't dare tell anybody about it because they, they're not going to run around telling everybody, I'm telling you life is hell. I mean, I'm in a mess and I don't have any idea what I'm and how to get out of it and I don't have any faith and, you know, and we've all been there. If we're just honest, we have all been there. Let me make a statement to you because I'm going to read this. You are going to get in places you cannot get you out. Let's, let's go there one more time. Listen to me. God knows that we're, we're humans. We're, we're natural. We're, we, we are not capable of handling the hell that Satan is capable of throwing at you. So Jesus said, I'm going to give you a helper and he's coming along and living inside of you and there are things that you can't fix you don't have enough knowledge, you don't have it, you don't know enough, but he is going to get inside of you and he is going to help you to come out of every pit Satan is going to try to throw you into. In other words, you can live victoriously on this earth, but not without the help of the Holy Spirit. Let's do something today. Let's do something in this church. Let's quit poo-pooing tongues. Let's quit thinking like that's a little, yeah, we're tongue talker. Let me tell you something. It's not about tongues. It's about a guy called Holy Ghost. 
He is the guy that went into hell and got Jesus out of a pit of hell with every devil on his head. If he can get him out of hell, he can get you out of anything. That's why God gave him to you and I. Let's stop pretending like there is no problem. I'm not saying whine and start being crybabies. I'm saying you need to get excited, and, but not in yourself, in the fact that the greater one lives inside of you. So let's read this again. The Spirit helps you in your weaknesses. Let me read it to you. He said, he said when a person is sick, weak, sick, ailing in their mind, body, or emotions, there are diseases you will never conquer without praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't care. And when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, three million people and not a hospital or a doctor in sight because the Holy Ghost can take care of everything you've ever gone through. He doesn't have to have a doctor. He doesn't have to have a, a physician. I'm not down on physicians. I'm not down on doctors. I'm just telling you there are things you will never conquer. Without him. I mean, thank God that we do, doctors do the best they know, but they are not God. So when he says, when he says he helps you in your weaknesses, that Greek word is infirmity. It's talking about a sickness that you cannot recover from without his help. Let's move on. Are y'all okay? And it says, you do not, you know not what. That means there's things, he says that you don't, it means the very little thing, a hidden problem, because you can't see the whole picture. There are situations in your life, and there are little things that are affecting you, and you don't even know what they are. I mean, there is so much stuff the devil is doing right now you don't even know the little things about it, much less the big. I mean, it's just out of your league. And that's what he said. You know not what. You don't even know the smallest detail of what you're battling. And I've been in time. Listen to folks, let's just, can I just get real a minute? Just, I've had times of depression. I've had times when I felt hopeless. I've had times when I fought confusion. I'm not, I'm not some superman within myself. I've had my days. I've had sickness come on me and I start dealing with it and I'm thoroughly convinced I'm about to die. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I, don't, I read the books, but you can't read enough books. And what do you do? You're just sitting there hopeless. You can't tell anybody. They can't help you. You don't even know what's wrong. Am I the only one in here that's ever been through where you just wake up at four in the morning and fear gets on you and, you, and the devil's telling you, you ain't getting it this time, you ain't getting it this time, you ain't getting it this time. You've done something wrong and you don't even know what you've done. I don't even know what I did wrong. I did something wrong. I don't know what I did wrong. And I mean all hell's breaking loose and you don't even know how to pray. You have no idea. And then when you start praying, the devil goes, that ain't working, 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 that ain't working. I mean, maybe y'all don't know the devil. Man, let me help you. That ain't working, 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 that ain't working. It's like a broken record, sucker. Shut up. 
We got to quit pretending like every, and we, we, we come to church. How are you doing? Fine. It's not fine. I'm blessed coming in and going out. I think I'm going out. And your mind has got more confusion than spaghetti. It's going 800 directions at one time. And you don't even know what's wrong. Maybe I'm the only one. I'm sorry to apologize for embarrassing myself in front of you. You know, after you've been a pastor for 40 years, you're supposed to know what you're doing. But I don't. (laughs) But I do know something. This verse. You know not what? We don't even know how to pray according to the need is necessary to pray. We don't even know because God is expecting, he's expecting you to pray perfectly. And you don't even know what's wrong. So it says you know not how to pray as you ought. Ought means as is necessary. I don't know what you're asking me to do right now. I don't even know what's going on. Okay, maybe I'm it. Then it says, listen, listen, listen. Likewise, the Spirit helps. Helps to take hold together with you against it. Yes, amen. In other words, listen, this is what he says. You're going to get yourself in a pit and you can't get out of it. Justin was showing you the pit. They took took Paul and then the the prison in, um, in Herod's temple was a cistern. They lowered him into a well. That's where he wrote Romans from. How do you get out of a well? Right by the ocean. We're not talking about a modern day jail. The top is open. When it rains, you're wet. You're sleeping down there. They're dropping food over into it for you. You can't climb out. It's a pit. That's why this man had enough sense to know. But they threw a man full of God in a pit. And he's laughing. (laughs) I can get out of this thing. I got a guy down here with me. So whenever you get in a pit, when the word help means I will get in your pit with you. He's not up there telling you what to do. He dove in the pit and said, I'm here with you. And we're coming out of this thing together. Come on, I'm preaching better than you. Amen. It says, take hold of the problem together with you against everything that's against you. Now, let's read on. Let's read on. When when he partners with you, you are no longer responsible for your prayers alone. I'm going to help you pray. I'm going to help you pray about this. See, li- listen to me. I, I got, I, I don't know how to say it in English. You know, we read about Mark 11, 23 and 24 if you speak to a mountain. Why in the world would God put a mountain there and tell you to move it? Apparently he didn't want it there. What did he say, a mountain? You know, there's things that you need to say, but, it's, but I'm going to tell you something. You don't always know how to pray. You don't know. That mountain is it's just a problem that is so massive, there's nothing you can do about it. 
But he said from your heart. So if you're going to pray from your heart, then someone needs to know your heart. You understand that when you pray in tongues, your heart's praying. Jesus said, if you speak to that mountain and do not doubt in your heart, how do you pray with no doubt in your heart in tongues? Come on, come on, this is good. If I just had the faith, you, you do. But when you're, he is in your heart. He hears your heart. He knows what's bothering you. He knows everything going on inside of you because he's inside of you too so that when you start praying in the spirit, you're praying perfectly out of the recesses of your own heart. And if you speak to a mountain from your heart, it's got to go. I mean, do y'all understand what he gave us? Do you understand who he put inside of us? Yes, amen. We don't have problems. I mean, we do, but we laugh at them. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to pray about this. We're coming out of this. This year, there are things in your life you've dealt with. They are going to end. You're going to change them. That's why I'm preaching this. God said, this is a time for you to change things that have been bothering you and bothering you and bothering you and bothering you. But this is a time that that's going to come to an end. You're going to turn that thing around. You're coming out of the pit Satan put you in. You're coming out of the sickness he put you in. You're coming out of the hell he put you in. And you're climbing up on the top of it. And he's going to cause you to ride on the high places of God. He said, I'm going to help you, but he can't do it. He's not doing it alone. He needs your heart, so you've got to do the praying, but he's the one that's gonna grab your heart and make sure you're praying perfectly, and all things will work together for the good. Say, for my good. God made you. He knows what you like. He knows what you don't like. He knows what you want. He knows, he, listen, he put, look, go to, go to 1 Corinthians 14 too. Go over there, go over there. If that bothers you, get used to it. Thanks be to God. Oh, that's not it. That's good enough though. Who always leads us in what? What? Trial. How often? Always, 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 always. You don't have a problem, he can't get you out of it. You don't have a sickness, he can't heal. You don't have a problem, a financial problem, he cannot turn it around. I don't care what you're dealing with, he can turn it around. Amen. All right, now go to 1 Corinthians 14, 2. I think I said that right. Pursue love, desire spirituals, but especially that you'll prophesy. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. However, in the spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. mysteries. What mysteries? All of the mysteries that you don't even know. But he knows you. You've got things inside of you that only God knows. Now, he needs you 
to pray them out. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, what is the next one? Uh, 15. Look over there. What is the inclusion? I'm going to pray with the Spirit and I'm going to pray with the understanding. I'm going to sing with the Spirit and I'll sing with the understanding. Then he goes on to say in verse um, 18, I pray in tongues more than y'all. Are you serious? Now let's think about this man. Let's think about him for a minute. He goes into a city and preaches. They killed him. Okay, I'm sorry. I was going to go out and get a couple of Jewish rocks and bring them in, but I didn't want to put them in my suitcase because I was already, you know, over, overweight anyway. You know, when you go, you always buy all kinds of junk and bring it home. But anyway, how would you like to have somebody bust you with rocks for 30 minutes? That was like a bad day. And they gathered around and prayed. Don't poo-poo that. Don't you think light of that. Don't you think little of that. This is the power of God. That's the power of God. So Paul gets up. I mean, he's dead. They pray for him, comes back, and he walks to the next town. Folks, some of y'all can't even walk to the kitchen. <laughs> On a tile floor and the carpet. This is after he'd been dead. Now let's go to the... <laughs> hey, I remembered. I walked 11 miles. I walked the Villa Della Rosa. Listen to me, folks. I'm not bragging on Daryl. Daryl Morgan has nothing to brag about. But Lisa will tell you there was a day that I would get out of breath walking to that front door. I walked, I walked down hills, up hills. I, everywhere they went, I went 11 miles one day. We ain't talking flat ground. You're either climbing or you're descending. I didn't see anything flat there except the Sea of Galilee for 30 minutes before the wind picked up. Are y'all listening? And we're talking about there is a God lives inside of me. He gave me the Holy Ghost and to quicken my mortal body. I call myself strong in Jesus' name. Strong. I'm strong in the Lord. I don't know pacemaker. I don't want no pacemaker. I had to help people up the hill. I'm supposed to be dead. I just don't think I like dead. I don't think I just, I think I just forget dead for a while. All right. I know y'all don't get that. Okay. Act 16. Can we have a few more minutes? I'm going to anyway, but just say yes. Y'all ain't got nothing to do anyway. Go home and watch as the stomach turns. My mother used to watch that stuff before she got saved. I thought, I was a sinner and I thought, I wouldn't watch that trash. God almighty. Now when you got enough drama in your life, you're going to watch someone else's. I'm preaching real good. Some of y'all needed to hear that. No, when, when people on television are fighting, turn it off. Why are you sitting listening to someone fight? That's stupid. Never mind. Huh, I don't have time to read my Bible. Well, we'll turn the TV off. Throw your phone away for a while. Do something. Acts 16. Look, look at this. Look at this. 
I could do a bunch of these with this. Verse 22, and the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Do you understand what it means to be beat with a rod? I have a rod at home that Lisa's dad made. I used to carry around in my truck for when I didn't want to use my gun. I mean, y'all ought to lighten up a little bit. I mean, you know, there are some bad people on the planet. So anyway, I thought about bringing it today and just find a couple of people and see what it fit. Just pop a couple of people. You understand? Take a big old stick like in walking tall and just whack on you for 30 minutes. What do you think, how, what do you think his body felt like? I mean, do you think, I mean, what, I mean, just let's get real a minute. What do you think that felt like? Your, your arms are bruised. Your legs are bruised. His head is bruised. Your, your, they would take their feet, stand them up, and beat the bottom of their feet. And that's the condition he's in. And when they throw him into jail and lock him in stocks. When they laid many stripes on them, they threw him into prison. They commanded the jailer, you keep him. This is the devil. That's the devil. Paul's not the last person he's ever thrown in a prison. Some people in this room, you're in a prison. Satan's got you in depression, unbelief, fear, no condemnation. It's the devil. You're not a, you're not a bad person. You're fighting, you're, you're, your life is, you're miserable, you're unhappy, you're in a prison. What are you going to do about it? Well, well crying ain't going to do any good. Let me just tell you right now, you can forget that, I tried it. You can whine, but you're going to need cheese. At midnight in the midnight hour, Paul and Silas were praying. And singing hymns. What do you think they're doing? Someone, don't love this, this is a charismatic church. What do you think they're doing? What do you think I'm saying? What do you ask my heart? The God of the universe inside of my heart has given my mouth a language to pray the absolute perfect will of God over my life. And I mean, when the devil comes in like a flood, the spirit of God raises up a standard against him. He gets in that pit with me and I pray until I get a song and then I start singing. In English, sometimes. Tongues, most of the time. I told him earlier, I, I was sitting up in the Golan, and I wish I could have a picture of this place, and maybe I'll show it to you Wednesday night or next Sunday. But right outside of the Golan, Lisa and everybody went out to take pictures. They're off taking pictures of that big mountain with snow on it. Well, it's cold. I stayed inside. When it's 30-something degrees, and you can look out the window and see that you, and you can stand outside and look at it. You can stay inside and look at it. Stay inside and look at it. And they had a coffee shop, and I got some coffee. And I was just so blessed, I just sat there, and I just started singing in English. And there was nobody in there. Let me, let, me, let me tell you all something. You're in a nation where everybody speaks a different language. They don't know what tongues is. So I'm singing in English, and I enjoyed hearing myself sing. What a mighty God. 
I serve. Now, it's, when you're in a room full of windows, it sounds like you're in a shower. You sound good in a shower. So I'm worshiping God in there, and I'm raising my voice, and I'm singing. And I just had, I just, I just. I thought I sounded pretty good. And all of the Jews are sitting around there just, you know, they just, they have no idea I'm Pentecostal. <laughs> they have no idea, I don't know what I'm saying. And I walked over there and he said, sing some more. I said, well, sing with me. Are you, what, what, okay. Get over being ashamed of this guy. Everybody was sitting around cussing. Are they going to cuss? You pray in the spirit. What do you care what they think? I work construction. Someone said, Morgan, who are you talking to? I said, one talking to you. What are you saying? I said, I don't know. He says, why are you doing that? I said, because I work with you. There's people around you. They'll just suck the life right out of you. They're just vulgar. And so if you've got a job, you can just pray in the Holy Ghost. And no, no, make it sound like Spanish. <coughs> Over there, I tried my best to make it sound like Hebrew and just. I got drunk in the Holy I'm up on the mountain getting drunk in the Holy Ghost in a restaurant. Singing at the top of my lungs and everybody's making coffee and singing with me and just. Come on, life is fun. Are y'all getting this? Isn't this awesome? Say, I got this guy in me who will get me out of any pit I can get in. With no condemnation. Condemnation's not coming from the Holy Ghost. He's not in you condemning you. You didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. That's not God. The Holy Spirit already knows what you're made out of. He knows who you are in Christ. He knows that. He said, I'll never leave you. Amen. You get in the pit, he's in the pit with you. Yes. Romans 8, 11, we'll close with this. The same spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He will quicken and make alive your mortal body. Amen. Listen. Let me ask y'all a question. You don't have to raise your hands. How many of you are going through something? Listen to me as I say this. Do not condemn yourself. There is nothing wrong with you. Paul went through pits. Everybody goes through pits. That's why he gave the Holy Ghost to you. So you would have the ability to overcome everything Satan throws at you. Well, we're going to have to come back to being a Holy Ghost people. In this church... There's every flavor of Christian. We got Catholics. We got Baptist. We got Methodist. We have heathen. (laughs) 
But we all have one thing in common. We're born again. And we've taken that next step and been filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't go through life and not know why he's there. I'm not trying to make you religious. I got to pray. Now you get to pray. And the more you work with him. I've had times when when my head was so confused and I prayed in the spirit. And from inside of me, scripture would come up and I would go, oh. And peace would flood my soul. And I would go, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't think I would have made it this far. I'm going to say this with grace. I I love Baptists and Catholics. I don't know how how they're making it. How are they making it? I would not trade what I know about God for all the money on this planet. I also know this. The attacks on my life. As long as I'm going to preach the gospel, Satan's going to try to take me out. Okay? I got that. But he's not going to. Because I'm going to take the time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't mean I have to sit at home in a chair. I do. But there's times I'm out about. Make it sound Spanish. <laughs> Spanish is a very romantic language. It is a beautiful language. Say this, I am a God woman or a God man. God is in me. He filled me with himself. I will never face a problem him and I can't get out of. He's bigger than any pit Satan will ever try to throw me in. Every circumstance that I'm walking through now, I'm coming out of it. Because the greater one lives inside of me. I will pray... In English, English. Spanish for some of y'all, I will pray in tongues. I will will sing in English. I will sing in tongues. tongues. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I will condemn it and prove it to be wrong. All things will work for the good because I'm a saint call of God. My best days are ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. Aren't y'all glad you came to church? I love church. I love the body. I love, I love coming in here and singing with y'all. I love coming in here and hearing the word. I love it. There are times you need another person to just walk up and lay their hands on you and say, can I pray for you? No, no, we're not talking about you super spiritual. We're not super, just just a Christian. But sometimes you need a 220 volts. Mm -hmm. You know, a hairdryer takes more volts. 
Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Because you got to generate some heat to dry all that hair. Sometimes you might need another brother or sister. Just lay your hands on me and both of us, let's, let's, let's pray over this together. God is good. Hallelujah. Manolone, Mari Loa, Laya, Laya, Pokahaya, Sing Sing, Toka Ame, Pakali Bane, Nonanon in Ahalape Kasi. You said it's hard. No, no, it's not. It might be difficult to you, but it's not difficult to me. There's nothing too hard for me. So, what looks hard to you, call on me. Ask me. Pray this. Holy Spirit, help me pray. And I will come along beside you. And I will lift you up. And you will walk with me in heavenly places. You said it's hard. It's not hard for me. It might be hard for you. But I've never left you and I never will. I'm there until the day we all head home. So do not be afraid of what you see or hear. For I'm always near, says the Holy Ghost. Woo! Glory to God in God good. There's people in here right now that the depression is coming off of you right this minute. And a spirit of confusion is leaving your mind right this minute. You've battled with it for a while. But it's, it's over. It's over. Your days of rejoicing are ahead. You're going to see, you're going to see, you're going to see God do things in your life that's just amazing to you. Amen. Take this. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.